Last night, as I sat with my family eating a big bowl of spaghetti aglio I thought about why more people don't eat like this. By this, I mean a few good ingredients cooked together to make something magical. It can't be because of time constraints, because the dish takes only a few minutes to put together. It can't be because of money, because the ingredients are cheap. And it can't be because of taste, because it tastes amazing. And so my conclusion is that it's simply a lack of knowledge. With that, I can help. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in Five. And this is five simple pasta dishes you need to make right now. Simple ain't easy. In Canada, we tend to overcomplicate pasta. When making the sauce, if it isn't just coming from a jar, there's a tendency to add more and more ingredients until it tastes good. And don't get me wrong, I love my mom's spaghetti sauce and it has like 20 ingredients in it, but the mistake we make is assuming that's all there is. Those 20 ingredient pasta sauces, tasty as they may be, run counter to the Italian way of cooking. The Italian way is to use quality ingredients that already taste good and add only a few other complementary ingredients. This isn't just true of pasta. It's the secret to all Italian food. Less is more. Now I want to say, and I want to say it very clearly, that simple is not the same as easy. For most home cooks, amateur, or even professional, the simple dishes are often the hardest. There's nothing to hide behind. If you make a mistake, it's obvious. But a pasta dish with only a few ingredients that has been well executed will probably be some of the best food you've ever cooked or eaten. Simple pasta dishes. What we're about to talk about is a list of five simple pasta dishes. Each one has only a handful of ingredients, but will taste better than just about any pasta out there. Try them. Even if you don't think you'll like them, even if it's only one or two of them, try them. Have them for a weekend lunch or a quick weeknight dinner or whatever. Just try them. I promise that it'll be worth your time and effort, not only because they'll taste good, but also because you will learn a bit about the benefits of simplicity in cooking. And I think that can change how you look at food and how you cook overall. Isn't that worth a quick bowl of pasta? Now, any of the recipes that we'll talk about here will be available on chefsnotes.com. You can find them there. And it's the link is chefsnotes.com forward slash great dash pasta dash dishes. Ingredients. Before we jump into the list, I want to take a minute to talk about ingredients because the key to simple food is that you have to use quality ingredients. If you're making spaghetti with garlic and olive oil, but using garbage olive oil that is overly bitter, the dish will not taste very good. When you're making carbonara and use poor quality bacon, the dish will not taste very good. And if you're making pasta with tomatoes or pasta with cheese and pepper, and your tomatoes or your cheese aren't good, you guessed it, your pasta isn't going to be good either. Good ingredients are crucial to making these dishes taste good. Recommended ingredients. Olive oil. When it comes to olive oil, avoid anything sold in plastic bottles. 
The oil degrades the plastic, which leaches into your food and gives the oil an off flavor. Second of all, and this may seem counter to what you believe, avoid Italian olive oil. There's a massive issue in Italy with counterfeit olive oil. Seriously, I shared an article from Forbes on the website, um, which you can read for yourself. The olive oil that I use most often comes from Tunisia or Tunisia. You've probably seen it. It has a yellow label with a black horse on it. The brand is Terra Delisa. You can find it at Costco, Walmart, and even most grocery stores now. It is a really smooth flavored oil that won't make your food taste bad. And to be clear, they haven't paid me. I'm not sponsored by them or anything. I just like their oil. Parmesan cheese. Real Parmesan is sold in wedges cut off a large wheel. They'll be fairly expensive, running about $15 to $20. Uh, depending on size. However, that wedge of Parmesan will last an average family of four, two months or more, and it will last in the fridge for months and months and months. To use the Parmesan, grate it on the fine setting of your cheese grater. That's it. There's no comparison between real par Parmesan and the grated stuff that sits in the plastic jar on the shelf. Real Parmesan is a necessity for good, simple pasta. You can buy real Parmesan cheese at the cheese or deli counter or at most grocery stores. Salt. Use either sea salt or kosher salt rather than table salt. Table salt has a harsh flavor that doesn't dissolve as evenly as sea salt and kosher salt. Yes, this will make a difference in the flavor of your dish. Tomatoes. It's okay to use canned tomatoes as long as they're of good quality. Avoid no-name cans or store brands. Splurge for a can of San Marzano tomatoes or the best quality ones you can afford. Check the ingredients lists on the can. If there's more than tomatoes, salt, and basil in the can, it is probably best to avoid it. Garlic. Garlic should be fresh only. Don't use garlic that is jarred in oil. It has been pasteurized and likely has chemical additives which will change the flavor. Buy a bulb of garlic and take the time to peel and chop it. And yes, this really does affect the flavor of the whole dish. Again, if you only have a few ingredients and one of them tastes off, the whole dish will taste off. Herbs. In all the pastas that we'll talk about, use only fresh herbs. These dishes won't be cooking long enough for dried herbs to hydrate and release their flavors properly. Save the dried herbs for that 20 ingredient pasta sauce. Bacon. Bacon should be naturally smoked if you can find it. It's best to buy bacon from your local butcher or smokehouse if you can't do that, look for packaged bacon at the grocery store that looks firm and dry. Avoid packages that are soft or look like they have excess moisture in them. Pasta. It is perfectly fine to use dried pasta in these dishes. However, I would avoid buying the cheapest options there are. Instead, opt for a name brand you know or even splurge for that expensive Italian brand you've always seen on the shelf but have never tried. And yes, you can make all these pastas with gluten-free pasta, that's what I do. Okay, this is more than enough chit-chat. Let's look at the five pastas on the list. Spaghetti aglio-olio. Aglio-olio means garlic and oil, or oil and garlic, I guess. And that is basically what this pasta is, though there are typically a few other ingredients. Other than oil and garlic, spaghetti aglio-olio consists of crushed red pepper flakes or chili flakes, Lots of Parmesan cheese, salt, pepper, fresh chopped parsley, 
and a squeeze of lemon juice. This is the pasta that I had for dinner last night that sparked this entire post. And I can't truly express how delicious this pasta dish is. You'll just have to make it for yourself. And there is a recipe for it on chefsnotes.com. Spaghetti carbonara. Spaghetti carbonara may be the most bastardized pasta dish in the world. If you go to any two-bit pub or chain restaurant, they have some sort of carbonara on the menu. And in that context, they're using the word carbonara to refer to any pasta with cream in it that isn't Alfredo. Now, here's the big problem with that. Carbonara doesn't have any cream in it. So how did it become the word that second-rate or third-rate restaurants use for creamy pastas? Probably because carbonara is creamy. But let me clarify. Where does the creaminess of carbonara come from? The creaminess of carbonara comes from a mixture of egg and cheese cooked using only the heat from the pasta and bacon, which would traditionally be guanciale, which is made from the cheeks of a pig, but bacon is fine to use. Or um, you can also use pancetta. And sometimes there's also the addition of a little boiling pasta water. A couple of eggs are broken into a bowl with a few big handfuls of Parmesan cheese and some cracked pepper. I like to add a handful of fresh parsley to mine, though that isn't strictly traditional. The pasta is putting the pasta is put in boiling water to cook, and the bacon is put in a hot pan to crisp. When the bacon and the pasta are cooked, they are added to the cheese and egg bowl and stirred until the egg reaches a temperature where the white and the yolk begin to coagulate. As the egg cooks, the cheese melts, and what's left is a thick, creamy sauce. If it's too thick or too dry, a little hot pasta water can be added to the bowl. Now, as you can hear, there is no cream in there. There's no cream in carbonara. So the next time you're at a restaurant and you see carbonara on the menu, know that what you're getting is probably just a big pull of pasta, cream, and disappointment that doesn't even come close to the quality and flavor of its namesake. Now, if you go to chefsnotes.com, there's a link to a post I wrote way, way last year. Um, all about carbonara, and there might actually be a podcast episode about it too. Uh, and there's also a recipe for carbonara there. Pomodoro is the Italian word for tomato and literally translates to love apple. That's a pretty good name for a tomato if you ask me. Anyway, pasta pomodoro is a straightforward dish of pasta, tomato, olive oil, garlic, basil, and a little red pepper, and of course, Parmesan. That's it. You're going to be pretty hard-pressed to find a better recipe than the one from Bon Appetit magazine, which I shared a link to in the blog post. If you're looking for a dish with lots of fresh flavors that is simple to make and celebrates the love apple, pasta pomodoro is it. Cacio pepe. You know how kids will eat pasta with a little butter, cheese, and salt and pepper? That's a real Italian dish though the real version is probably a lot better than what most kids are eating. Cacio pepe literally means cheese and pepper. And that's pretty much what the dish is. You know, throw a little garlic in there, uh, olive oil, salt, pepper. That's about it. Simple, but beyond delicious. And again, I shared a link to a recipe on delish.com, which is very, very good. Linguine and clams. 
If you like clams, nothing can beat a big bowl of well-made linguine and clam pasta. Clam juice, butter, and white wine make the sauce's base with parsley, maybe a touch of chili, adding a fresh finishing flavor. I'm salivating just thinking about it. Again, like all the pasta on this list, this dish is incredibly simple and out of this world good. If you like clams, it is a must. There's a full recipe on the blog post to that as well. This list of simple pasta dishes is by no means conclusive. It doesn't even begin to scratch the surface of the amazing simple pasta dishes that are part of the Italian repertoire. And that's just pasta. Once you start getting into other dishes like salads, pizza, braises, roasts, all of it, it's all simple, focusing on great ingredients, and it all tastes amazing. Now do yourself a favor, pick one or two of the pastas on this list and make them. It will be worth it. And I'll share links to everything I said there was links to on the blog. I'll share those in the description of this episode. And that does it. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in 5. This is the first episode that we've done in a very long time. I'm happy to be back at it. Again, I hope you're happy to see me. Um, yeah, I'll be back on Friday with another fantastic post of Food in 5. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly. Uh, Facebook at Chef Ben Kelly as well. It used to be Chef Ben Cooks or Ben Kelly Cooks, but I changed it. So it is now Chef Ben Kelly as well on Facebook. Um, and of course, you can go to chefsnotes.com where you'll find this entire post written out as well as all the recipes and links that I mentioned. Thank you so much, everybody. Again, I'm so glad to be back. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon.